Yeah. It's just You eat it that part out. <laughs> oh my Yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. Right? I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. can't talk about it. You just can't talk about it. It's crazy, eh? It's just crazy how like And it's so funny that it's become so taboo. Yeah. She's your millennial coach, obsessed with helping you be the best version of yourself. Join her as she shares tips and the best strategies about self-love, personal development, career, finance, and so much more to help guide you through your career and your life. Welcome to Millennial Coach with Insaf Daniels. Welcome or welcome back to a new episode. If you are new, my name is Insaf Daniels and I'm here to help guide you through your career and your life. The short snippet you heard was from an interview I did with my amazing friend um, and I will link his details down below in the show notes. It was so amazing. We spoke about boundaries. He is like the boundary everything he set so many boundaries naturally that i had to like learn later in life so i thought that he would be amazing amazing to have this conversation with so if you do want to know more you can definitely uh, check out the links below in the show notes we speak about different types of boundaries why it's important to set it the types of boundaries that we've set in our life lessons we've learned so so raw and honest and how you can set boundaries as well so i hope you enjoy this episode why i wanted to talk about boundaries is because i only realized how important it is really late in life meaning like really only this year did I understand like boundaries and why it's important because I thought that I was just going through life um, being kind to everyone but then I realized that I'm the type of person that that like I'm keeping keeping on saying like yes and I'm just fine with everything um, and other people are not bringing back, bringing forward those kindness as well. And sometimes like just helping people are just like always saying yes and stuff. Um, and always allowing people like into your space, like calls after a certain time and just having like random people text you. Um, yeah, it, it takes so much of you that if you don't actually set a boundary, then you can just like, how can I say, you become so worked up about something, but because you haven't set that boundary in your life, people don't know. People just think it's okay to message you, like, you know, work people at like eight o'clock at night and you just respond. So you giving them that permission, you know, um, whereas then after when I realized that after that, I set the boundary of, okay, from seven o'clock onwards, I'm not going to allow like work interactions anymore. That is the boundary that I'm setting. And since I've set that boundary, it, it has just been going great because I used to get so frustrated with people contacting me like at half past eight or so. But I never used to tell people how frustrated I'm getting. I just used to take the calls. Um, so that's why 
like this and many from that point, many other boundaries I had to set, set in my life. And I know you have, you like naturally set boundaries. Like with you, I mean, I asked you, um, when are we going to go to Starbucks? And you were like December. I asked you at the beginning of November and you were like December. And for me, that you saying that was almost like you setting a boundary because you don't want to be like in public places and stuff. So that is your boundary that you set right now. So boundaries are not like super permanent because it's like, this is, it can be circumstantial as well. Um, so yeah, so that's why I feel like doing this episode with you will be so helpful because you naturally set boundaries. Yeah. So I, I get what you are saying, but when you speak about boundaries, right, I feel that you shouldn't just use the word boundaries, but you should use terms like tolerance and limitations as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because those things are all kind of similar and depending on where you come from, people use different words or they interchange words, but they mean something different to everyone. Yeah. Right? So when it comes to things like limits, tolerance, or boundaries, I always say you need to set those for your personal life, for your work life. And by setting those, you get to actually create your own space and not feel that you are forced or overwhelmed by situations. Yeah, that is so true. I think sometimes also in like family and friends and so one also needs to set boundaries in that instance. Yeah, so that is why like for me, I, I always believe in when before you can discuss something, you actually need to know what that term actually means. Yeah. For example, with the word boundaries, boundaries in essence is a limit yeah. Or, or space between you and other people, right? Or it's a clear space where you begin and where others end, right? So that, in a sense, means that if you if you have what you refer to as norms, yeah, they can also feed into what you view as a boundary, yeah, in in your personal life, yeah. right? When it comes to your work life, a boundary that is generally set is office hours. Meaning you can only contact me between this particular time and that particular time. Yeah, yeah. Those are your work boundaries, Correct. right? So the moment that you reply to an email afterward, it indicates that you are tolerating mm, mm, late email. Mm. Do you see how they work together? So the yeah. moment you, you reply, now it becomes, no, it's fine, Inchaf will reply after seven because I emailed her a week ago and she replied. Yeah. As much as a particular email might have been important, if you don't teach them what your boundaries are by your behavior or by what you tolerate, then those boundaries become a blurred line. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true, yeah. Because the the things, and I like that you use the word tolerate, because the things that some people tolerate, it doesn't mean that others tolerate it. Like a simple thing like hugs. Exactly. Like hugs on a normal time. I am not the type of person that just hugs everyone. I will hug my friends. I will hug people that I didn't see in a long time. But there are people that like just always hug you. And I needed to set that boundary. I needed to actually say, listen, I am not the type of person that just hugs as a simple thing like that. 
Yeah. So that's also what I say. Why I'm saying to you that words like boundaries, tolerance, limitations, and societal norms, those yeah. all play kind of like together in the same in the same space. Yeah. Because if you look at look for example in the environment that you work, right? So you are in a retail environment space when you visit your stores. Yeah. Right? But when you are at your office, there's a different kind of environment that is there. You can't just come up and hug your boss. You can't just come up and hug your colleague. Yeah. You know? But when you go to those stores and you try to become more approachable to people, people feel they come they can come in and just hug you. Or when they be, they've become so used to your presence there and you being a a, a very helpful and very, um, very comforting type of person, people tend to overstep that boundary where they feel like, you know, this person is helpful, this person is approachable, this person is comforting. I feel I need to hug you mm. to say thank you for what I've done. But that is the societal norm situation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So based on where you are and who you are with and how emotionally intelligent that group of people are, it's kind of a bit more difficult to set boundaries or to set limits because they view it as you being standoffish or you being rude. Mm. In your view, it's more of this is my personal space. You are invading it. Yeah. And sometimes we do allow that one hug, if it comes from left field, if it's so out of, if it's a left field that it's happened out of the blue, you are so shocked <laughs> that your response is just to hug back. We, you actually really didn't want to hug back. You did it out of kind of yeah. shock, you know? So now you've, you've done that initial hug, right? So now when it happens the next time, I suppose that's the norm because I've hugged you before. Yeah. So it kind of blurs that line sometimes because of things like norms, because of things like tolerance, because you tolerated the first time. Yeah. So it becomes a bit more difficult to set that boundary and to set that limit. That is why, like, in my personal environment, when I started working where I'm working now, I was very much do not come that close to me, do not sit that close to me, do not... Um, interact with me and, and be that in that close proximity with me yeah. as a personal boundary, as a personal tolerance thing, right? And all, even with time, people have, people have said to me, yes, yes, I have been with them for the past four years or however long I've been there, and they still feel that whenever they walk past me, they need to walk 10 feet behind me because I will freak out if they are too close to me. Okay. And I said, I'm not trying to be difficult or anything like that. I'm just saying respect my space as a person. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't just walk up to me and do something that you feel is the norm because it might not be the norm to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that is so true. So one of the myths actually is exactly what you just said earlier is that so people think and i literally googled what are the myths so that i can find the common the common ones that we can actually touch on the first one was that boundaries are selfish yeah. boundaries are selfish people okay. some people feel that setting boundaries can be seen as you being selfish what do you think about that do you agree or disagree 
So I, okay, so I tend to view on both sides of that. Because once again, like I said earlier, it, it is based on what the norm is in that area. You and myself, for example, we have gone through a working experience at a certain level. We have gone through education at a certain level. And in those things, whether we were aware of it or not, we learned various things about emotional intelligence. We learned about boundaries. You in your profession in human resources have learned about sexual harassment and all those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah. Right? So these things make you weary of how you are in, in or how you are with people, how you interact with people, how you touch people, how you acknowledge people. Right? Yeah. So those kind of things make it easy for you to set up boundaries. In an environment where people are not as aware of these things, hugging, um, touching people, they become like, this is an everyday thing for us. Yeah, yeah. You know? So when the two worlds meet, from the one perspective, it could be seen that boundaries makes you a selfish person. From the other perspective, it could be, but boundaries allows you to see what I do or what I will and will not tolerate. Mm. So it's a double-edged sword because some myths or some things might be written from the perspective of one group or one yeah. party. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, especially, and yeah, like you say, with like one group and any religion is a group that I think uh, naturally enables boundaries. Um, but it's yeah. yeah, it's easier for people to use religion as boundaries. Like maybe if you yeah, you're like a, a Muslim and you don't tolerate sitting around people with alcohol, then you can you know you use yeah. that as my religion as a boundary, which makes it easier for people because yeah, again yeah, like the second myth actually is that boundaries push people away, which I don't agree with. If it does push anyone away, then that person is like, I don't feel like that person is respectful of you. What do you think? So I think once again, like the previous myth, it, it, it is a double-edged sword. Because if you are the if you're from the society where hugging is the norm, where, where touching is an everyday thing, yeah. if I say, don't touch me, I am pushing you away. Not doing it knowingly, but because of my personal space. Mm. Right? Same way as if you are from, the, from, the, from society where the norm is that we don't hug unnecessarily, that we, that we ask first, can I? Or, yeah can I overstep a particular boundary? And the response is yes, and we do it. Then it's not so of pushing people away, but acknowledging the fact that people have different limitations, different boundaries, different things that they tolerate. Yeah. So it's not a clear cut. And like with the previous one, it is more so that it is written, that the myth is written from one perspective or one point of view, which might have been true 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, 
mm. but it's no longer true now based on all these different things that is going on in the world currently. Yeah. Okay, no, I, I, I get that. Um, this subject, if it is looked from different perspectives, it goes in different ways. And, the, and then, yeah. I'm, yeah. So why do you think it's like important for people to set boundaries? So I think if you don't set boundaries, the first time that you meet a person or a group of people, you are basically saying to them that you are acknowledging their norms and um, their way of doing things, and you are comfortable with what they do, what they say, how they go about it, right? If you set that boundary then and there, and they can expressly understand why you set this boundary, right? Then it becomes easier for them to understand you as a person. Then mm. you won't be viewed as standoffish. You won't be viewed as rude because your boundary was set. Mm. And it is known what your boundary is. Mm. The whole thing about, the, especially about the two myths that you've mentioned, it comes from a time from before what is now relevant was ever, even in the mind of the people who wrote those myths, who spoke about those myths. Yeah. You see, yeah. in order for them to... So now, in this day and age, if that person who wrote that myth or who came up with that scenario back then when they said it, was living in Now's time, had Now's experience in their mind when they said it, they might not have said what they said. Okay. Think about it. Even if the article was written two years ago, right? Things like gender-based violence being so prevalent, things like people being fired for sexual harassment, all of those things, mm could have influenced a person between two years ago and now in a different light. Yeah. Think of COVID-19. Right? Yeah. COVID-19 you stay and off away from me. That is a boundary that was set. Yeah. That is a limited state. That is something that you do not tolerate if you come within that one and a half meters. Yeah. Right? It is a, in, 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 in life now, that was a limit. That was a boundary. That was, that was tolerance. That was set. Yeah. And people need to adhere to that. And if they don't, the, 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 the repercussion of that is you might get COVID. Yeah. No, so, so this actually really also taught people boundaries, um, personal space boundaries. So can yeah. you give examples of like boundaries that you've set in your life in the different categories that you mentioned? For example, like work, what type of boundaries have you set that you think uh, maybe not that you think that other people should set, but what type of boundary have you set that you felt like uh, was important to you? Okay, so what I have done, whenever I've worked, was always to look at things like policies and things like methods or ways in which people communicate with me, right? And I've always been the type of person that when it comes to submitting work on time, if it is late, do not expect me to pay attention to it today. If it is, if, if, it, was out, if it was outside of the time it was set, do not expect it to be accepted or any special preference to be given to it because it's a limited time, a time boundary, a time limit was set. 
when it comes to paperwork being submitted, right? If it is submitted and anything on the paperwork is not correct, I'm not even going to tolerate the fact that you're telling me I submitted it on time, but it's wrong. Okay, wow. So I've, so I've done all of those things. I've, I've always referred to what policy says must be on this form. Yeah. If a council is not right, nip it in the bud then and there. See, don't even, don't fix the error. Sit back, fix your own errors so that you can see how much time you are wasting by giving me incorrect things in the first place. Yeah. And I let that person feel all the consequences of that error. I don't, if it, if it, for example, if there's a, a, a workflow, right? And the workflow starts with person A, needing to complete this paperwork, needing to complete it correctly, supply all the correct supporting documentation. Before it comes to me, if I get it, I'm going to check it. If it is not, if it's not correct, I will send it back to you telling you this particular documentation is not correct. Please refer to your policy relating to this. Hmm. End of the discussion. Okay, well. And then, if you do send it back a day or two or three later, there's no special leeway for you or special grants given to you because you submitted it three, four days ago. It's going to go on that same workflow. It's not going to, it will start again from the beginning of the process and all time lost, you will be the consequence for. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's things like that. I've always this. And I've always also said that when it comes to your working environment, people always people have a job description, right? And there's always work and people what people do for their bosses outside of the job description. Right? If you allow something to happen once, for example, people giving you work that you're not supposed to do and claiming for it to be training. Right? If you tolerate it once, it's gonna happen over and over and over and over again. If you say to it no now, right, and you give particular reason as to why that is suitable according to the job description that you have, mm. right, and it, and it makes sense at a particular time because a particular job that you're doing is not training related, right, then you are setting boundaries for people to not just come to you when your colleague can't do something or when they are overflowed with work. You need to set boundaries in those kinds of ways. Obviously not to your detriment, that yeah. is a given, but yeah. you need to set firm boundaries that ensure that you as an individual don't get abused in the working environment. Those that, that I've mentioned so were just tools when it comes to workflow and to time, but those are the most important things when it comes to the working environment, other than the whole physical space and the physical touching thing. Yeah. When it comes to the actual work, delivering on time and delivering correct stuff on time are important. If you do not meet those limitations or those two boundaries, then don't think that there will be preference given to you just because you submitted it early, but it was incorrect. Yeah, okay. That's one part. And like, so what... So I think that you mentioned on such such an important thing about um, you know that workflow. So how, for example, mm -hmm. like I used to be like I would just say like yes it's fine I do it I do it I do it, but there are other people that 
they're just like, no, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Even though you know that they are not so busy, what advice would you give to someone that is like, yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Even though your work itself is piling up, like to people that it's really difficult to say no, you know, especially when your boss is coming to you and asking you, can you please take on this task? Like what advice would you give them on how to, when they really want to say no, but they say yes. Okay. So I would think, I would say to that particular person is when a task comes your way, right. And you have work that you need to finish in a particular time frame. One of two things has to happen. It's either one, what you need to do gets shifted back and it's authorized that it does get shifted back or what you need to do will get, needs to be transferred to someone else to do before you take on that new task which comes from your manager or not, right? Because if you take on something else and you do not complete the task correctly because of other deadness that you needed to meet, you are going to be the one who's going to be in the hot seat. Yeah. Even though it was the responsibility of that manager to get it done, the accountability then still lies with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you, when, when it comes to work, then you need to set those things and set it out clearly. Because if you don't, the 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 back will come back to you and you'll be the one who's going to have to face all the consequences for the particular action not being done. Yeah. So, so if you are not able to, then rather say that you are unable to rather than taking on both tasks and you can't finish either one of it. Exactly. Because remember people fall into four categories. People that are not willing, not able, mm. people who are willing and not able, people who are able and not willing, and then people who are all willing and who are able. Yeah. Figure out where you fall in those four categories. You know? Yeah. And if you fall into if you fall into the last three, you are not willing, you are not able, or you are able and not willing, or you are willing and not able, then acknowledge that fact. Mm. It's not that it's a weakness. It is the fact that you are in one of those categories that you cannot assist. Yeah. So you need to always think of all of those things first before just saying yes or saying no. Yeah, I think that is such an important thing Yeah, to think about, to put yourself in that category. And then uh, I am so sorry. I would like to take on the task. I am very willing, but I'm not able to. Yeah. You can even form a sentence with with where you find yourself. Okay. (laughs) And then personal boundaries. So wait, wait, let's just touch touch on work quickly again. So just one last point on work, like with regards to time and time with regards to workload. So let's say that like I had a friend that, I don't know if a lot of organizations are doing this, but she was so overwhelmed because working from home for some reason, certain companies are just, they're just rolling out so many more things now because it's almost like you have more time 
time is still the same. Yes, you don't travel, but it's almost like you have more time. And companies are rolling out so many things right now, especially within the IT industry. And this friend, she was just so burnt out. She was so burnt out because there were so many tasks, so many deadlines that even working from home and, you know, not traveling, she was still unable to take breaks. Um, and she, yeah, she was just like, you know, COVID, this is, is already like difficult mentally. And then working from home by yourself can also be a challenge because you don't have that interaction anymore. But yeah, she was just like so bombarded like with all these time frames and stuff and what advice would you give to someone like that that wake that can't sleep at night and then you w wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and just like opens the laptop and start working okay so that is one thing that i would say if your working hours for the day is from eight to five make sure that you spend that 85 working frame actually doing work. Yeah. Right? Do not start to work earlier because you woke up earlier. Do not work until later because there's no one at home, for example. Right? You need to sit, work your normal working hours or your normal office hours and ensure that when you do do tasks, you actually pay the full amount of attention to the tasks that you do as if you would have if you were in the office. Yeah. All right? That would be the first thing I would say that you need to do. The second thing is, I understand that people's lives right now is very much confusing or overwhelming because they have more than what they would have had to deal with if they were at the office at home with family issues, family life, or however many people actually live in the house that they are in, right? So when it comes to that particular aspect, you need to separate yourself from where you work to where you live, mm. right? Work from a separate space so that you can know that this is my working space, that your mindset can click in, working space is now. Yeah. Right? Then, when it comes to the actual tasks at hand, you need to set realistic time goals, time frames for these things. Things to do on a daily basis, generally it's done quicker because it becomes like an everyday thing for you to do. Memory, muscle memory tells you, click here, click there, click there, it's done. You know? Things that you get to do that is new or that's more time-consuming, you need to allocate the proper amount of time for it. Don't just be, because you are working from home, I'm only going to work three hours for the day and the rest of the day I'll be free. Mm. You know? Mm. Do the proper eight hours of work for the day. Take the lunch as if it was a normal working day and work on that routine first. Everything else, time management-wise, you need to look at the amount of specification that the particular task requires you to have. If it, if it is that you need to have six hours to do this particular task and it needs to be done over the next three or needs to be done in the next three days, spend two hours, three hours on it yeah. to get it done right. Yeah. Do not wait for Tuesday to come. The report must be done on Wednesday and now you want to run a report tonight at 10 o'clock because you need to get this 40-page document in by 8 o'clock. 
the following day. Yeah. Don't do those kinds of things. Don't think because you are at home, I can get an hour here or an hour there or two hours here or two hours there because your family life impacts when and when you do not have time available. So stick to your general office times. Do the work during the office time hours and you should be fine. Yeah, I think that, and you know what, I've honestly, I've felt, felt so much for that. One night I woke up at like mm-hmm. midnight and I decided to open my laptop and do this task that I needed to do. Honestly, I, this task was so critical at the time. Did I ever need to use it? Never, ever. But anyway, so be it. Um, yeah. I think that what you're saying is that plan, whatever things that you have to do, Planning is such a key thing. So plan within those timeframes. Try to plan within that time frame. And I yeah. think, and this is also what I shared with her. It's, I said like, it's very healthy for you to take your break. Maybe you're not going to take an hour lunch. Maybe you're going to try to at least take 30 minutes. I know it's sometimes taking 30 minutes may even seem yeah. like a lot. But again, get away from from wherever your workspace is. So it's very important to, to set up a workspace. And then when you do take that time away, take, go somewhere else, go somewhere, do whatever it is that helps you to just relax for that moment. Because when you come back, you are going to be re-energized yes. because you can sit, you know, through a specific task for, you know, 12 hours, whereas if you maybe like, you know, planned it, okay, from this time to this time, eight to whatever, this is what, how I'm going to do it. Then I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to continue. And with that breaks will allow your mind to actually, even if you are on that break and you're thinking about that task, maybe you'll come up with something different because you actually went to go get some fresh air or you spoke to someone. So you got another perspective yeah. of it. Yeah. But I definitely think that you're right. The key and also, mm-hmm. also, sorry to break your word. Also, is when you're working at home, right? If your off, if your working space is, for example, the lounge. Yeah. And you have been working for four hours, and you are taking a break. Do not take that break in the lounge. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Move move to a different location, go outside, take a drive if you have to. Just do not take it in the particular space where you are. Like like what's with the planning. Plan everything. Yeah. Make sure that when you do have stuff to do, you're going to spend between 12 and 1 doing this. If you, for example, have to pick up your children from school and all these things, right? Put that in your day. Put that in your plan and extend your working hours by an hour and a half, whatever the case may be. If it is picking up your kids at one and they form part of the fall in where your working hours would be, then make that particular time frame available for you to go pick up your kids, but do not make that your break Mm. because it is not your break. You know what I mean? So everyone's life, particularly, everyone's life or everyone's day-to-day life differs from person to person based on what responsibilities they have or how many dependents they have and you're going to take care of, right? So all of those things must be allocated time to 
for mm. me, it's different because I do not have those responsibilities. So I can say, take your eight hours, do what you need to do, get it over with. Yeah. For you, it might be different because you have to, you have, for example, maybe 20 brothers and sisters you take, pick up from school. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you are available at those 20 different times based on the, what the school says the leaving time is. So allocate that time and work that time in when it comes to your office working hours. But do not do that where you wake up at four and work from four and work until eight tonight. Yeah. That is a 16-hour day. You're killing yourself. Why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. And you know why, Dave? That's just, that's just, yeah. No, I'm listening to you. That, like, I think that, and what I also learned later in life is that there's other things to do. You can do these other things, do things that you actually enjoy. Like working yep. is, look, if you have your own business, then there's a different spin on that. But working for an organization, that's yep. only a, a specific, you know, your, your, your life is a hundred percent pie chart. You have to decide how much percent of that pie chart yeah. is going to work and then how much to personal time. Because you need to have yeah. personal time besides friend time and family yeah. time, whatever else. So I feel like people must draw a pie chart and allocate that, that priorities and then stick to that. Look, it can change. As your life changes, it will change. But don't, uh, you know, it's going to sound so bad when I say don't give you 100% to work because I can I say that in like an HR capacity. Yeah. Don't give 100% <laughs> of yourself, your full self to, to your work. You have to experience yeah. life. You have to experience life. You have to do things that's going to like have, yeah. and you know, create flow. Yeah. That's true what you're saying. And with it all, creating the whole pie chart thing of saying so much time for all of these things, you also need to have a very, very huge amount of discipline yeah. when it comes to this, because you need to make sure that you actually follow that pie chart or that plan that you've made. And you know, a lot of people always ask, how do you stay so committed to doing stuff? It's not mm. about the commitment. It's about the discipline. Yeah. Even if you feel you do not want to go out or you do not want to have fun, you need to arrive to that point. Yeah. Where you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm in the work mode now. It's discipline. It's work. I'm in the fun mode now. I'm arriving at the fun mode. Discipline yeah. says, this is fun. No longer work. Yes. Push through. Yeah. You know? It's, like, it's the same like people... We always ask people who go to gym, how do you how do you stay so motivated to come to gym? They are not motivated, it is discipline. Yeah. You know, yeah. they are, they pitch up to the gym every day. Not they might be tired, they might have had they go through the same day that you go through. Yeah. Based on their career path and their life experiences, but they arrive to their gym. Yeah. And, and for me, like that, that is what you're saying is, is true. Like you have to arrive to that moment. Like I love that so much. And 
when you set it in in that way so when you when you are going to arrive in your working space you are going to give 100% at that moment and then when it is your fun space you're going to give 100% and you're not going to resent any aspect you're not going to resent work because you're not having enough fun the only time you're going to resent it is if you're not allocating it yourself it, you, it's you yeah. it's not your boss because your boss doesn't even know that you don't have time for fun you know it's it's up to you if if your boss yeah. is the type of person that have fun then that is them maybe they should listen to this episode <laughs> um but yeah. yeah you must decide what is important <laughs> to you Yeah. You see, that's the thing. Like you said earlier on, earlier on you said you don't want to say don't give 100% to work, right? And if you think about it, you are not saying that. You are saying when it is your working time on your pie chart, give it 100%. Yeah. When it is your fun time, give it the 100% that it requires. Yeah. Yeah. And then you um what type of what type of boundaries have you set within like uh in your personal like personal type of boundaries so in my personal life right i have set boundaries on things that i will allow people to the order things that i will participate in discussions with okay right things so when I say that in, in, in light is, I will never participate in a discussion about a topic that I have no knowledge on, firstly. Secondly, I will never participate in a discussion about a person who is not present to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, I've also demanded to myself that, or tolerance levels to myself that just because I see something one way, doesn't mean that it is the only way or that it is the right way. I must acknowledge the fact that there are people who have different points of views and different points of understanding and different backgrounds which led them to this particular understanding. So those things are things that I have set on one particular part of my life. When it comes to time, my time, if I say I'm going to meet a particular point. I believe that my time is as valuable to me as yours is to you. So I should not waste your time. So always be on time. Like you've known me for quite a long time. Yeah. You know I'm always on time. Yeah. My, you know, my if I say to you, Inshaf, I'm going different. to be at this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like if I say to you, I'm going to be here for, I'm going to be here at 11, you know that I'm there at 11. Yeah, you and know? then you know what? Because I, I need to value your you. time. Yeah. So, with the, when it comes to time, I do that is like a limitation. That is a, a, a boundary that I've set. You know, when it comes to affection and touching and those kind of things, hmm. there I have strict boundaries. Yes. Yeah, Look, if even if we are in a relationship or whatever. Or, a situation ship, or even if you are in an entanglement, whatever you want <laughs> to call it, right? My boundaries are these things are what we say, these, this is how we speak, this is how we do things. Um, 
I don't speak about negatively about you or about your friends or about your family. And likewise, you don't do the same. You mm-hmm. do the same. You don't speak negatively about me or about my friends or about my family in any particular way. Same like if it was like we are friends, right? Yeah. If I, I, I don't want you to come to me and say, like, for example, your current in person that you are with, and then you come to me with an issue with relating to that particular person, and now I'm going to comment on it negatively. I'm not going to do that. Because a month from now, you guys are fine, and then I harbor resentment towards that particular person based on what you told me. Mm. So I'm not also going to get involved in that kind of thing. Yeah. Those are just a few of the personal boundaries that I've set upon for out for myself because it just makes life that much easier. The less involvement you have, the better off you are or the healthier you are. Yeah. No, I agree with that because I find myself in that situation listening to people's relationship stuff and it really didn't benefit me at all. Listening to the negativity and uh, the complaints or whatever because like you say, exactly what you said happened. Um, the, the people were fine. Yeah. And I held this grudge against this person. And they had no idea that I held the grudge. Why am I even holding a grudge? It has nothing to do with me. Um, the other boundary that I said, just it's with regards yeah. to my personal life, but it's around work, is that I don't discuss my personal life at work. And I mm-hmm. don't like it like when people... Yeah ask me about and I think people naturally know that because I never discuss my personal life there's some small things that I'll that I'll discuss maybe I'll discuss my rabbit or something like that but I don't yeah. need to know about your relationship so I won't ask you and you also won't ask me those types of things yeah um and then some of like the the boundaries that I've also started setting was li- like also, I mean, this, this is really refers to work, but it involves in my personal time. So like with work people, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they'll phone you and they just speak for like a half an hour. But that is like in, in, with regards to like time, my time, whether it is yeah. work or not, like, is it necessary to listen to someone for a half an hour? If it's, if it's not one of my yeah. friends that I'm making time for, if it is work, what, what issue is so big that you are taking half an hour of my time? Yeah. Yeah. It just like, it just doesn't make sense. And I used to allow people to just vent, to vent and vent and vent and vent. And then at the end of the day, I was taking on all of that energy and it was, you know, really draining my energy for when I was within my personal time. I was so drained that I didn't even have time for my personal time because I was yeah. allowing people. So I've definitely put a stop to that um, as well. And then what boundaries have you set in place for families? Like maybe events or like I used to have a boundary and this may seem weird, but I never used to go to funerals. I used to have that boundary. I didn't, didn't feel comfortable going to funerals. I, for me, it was like, I would, pray or whatever for the person 
at my house, like in my sacred space, because uh-huh. going to a funeral, this was, this was my perception at the time. I felt like going to the funeral, I'm just like interacting with people that I haven't seen in a long time. It's more like a social thing. But now it's a bit different yeah. from now. Um, now I do, now I see going to funerals more as supporting, supporting um, family that has lost um, other family members. Yeah. I don't know. That's such a weird one. It's very weird. <laughs> so, so when it comes to family, I've got this notion that if you have not seen, if you have not seen me in the last three months, do not invite me to an event. <laughs> because you have, and not to be rude or anything like that, you don't know me anymore. You knew what I was two, three, four, five years ago. Okay. I'm no longer that. But you I have evolved like I'm supposed to evolve. Yes, definitely. But no, I don't make an exception during COVID. No, like, like honestly, like on a on a on a on a family on a family related situation. COVID aside, everything else that's happening now aside, gender-based violence, all the things aside, I firmly believe I had a friend who got married two years ago, right? And she invited me to her wedding. And I said to him, you know what, my friend, to be honest with you, I've seen you in the past three years twice, right? Mm-hmm. I feel it would be wrong of you to invite me and not invite someone who you see on a daily basis. So I'm not going to come to your wedding. Mm-hmm. You can, not to be rude, anything like that, it would, because I don't, I know, I know her. For example, I know you, yeah. right? I do not know your friend circle. You are going to invite me to your wedding and I will know no one there. What is the point of me? But so are you saying that if I were to get married, you won't come to my wedding? Because I'm not saying that because I know you and I know <laughs> your entanglement partner. Right. So that is, that is fine. And, you know, I know some of the people that you would invite to your wedding. I know. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it will be fine. I will, I will feel comfortable because I will be with people that I know, people who I have in. Like for example, if you if you got married today with your entanglement partner, you would, for example, invite Mahmouda to your wedding, mm. right? For, this is this is hypothetical, right? Yeah. This is you would invite Mahmouda to your wedding. I know Mahmouda. I've spoken to Mahmouda multiple times. I speak to her even now still. So when I see her there, we will have things to talk about. You know? Yes, we are there to support like you on it your about you. No, okay. I'm not making no, it no, about you. No, 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 wait, I'm, wait. I'm getting it wrong. It is about you because this is your boundary. I no, I just overstepped your boundary. Yeah. I get it. I get it. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And I also feel like what you I mean is that person. You helped that person. You were like, listen, I haven't seen yeah. you years why don't you invite that neighbor opposite the road that does actually greet you every morning or something like yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah exactly because wh- what am i going to do? what am i going to do at a four-hour nikah yeah where i know just you 
Yeah. You know? I get it. No. And I, you are yeah. now busy with all of your things and all the people at the venue and, you know, a hundred million Instagram photos. <laughs> I'm wasting my time. <laughs> Not that I don't support your union. That's a sign. Yeah. Um, what, am I, what am I doing? I'm sitting here eating food um, for four hours, not talking to anyone. And I'm like, I could call now and I go home. And I don't even remember 10 minutes of the wedding. Like, no. <laughs> you know what? I, the reason my motivation previously for having my own car, like, you know, back then, was yeah. so that when I went to leave a place, I can leave. That was like, even because I look, I do like to support people. So that is something that I would, you know, do. So if, but the thing is for me, like, I just want to be like, hi, and then bye. But I want to know that I'm able to to leave. So that was like one of my, like, you need to get a car so that you can do Mm -hmm. that. And what about like baby showers? How, what is, do you have any boundaries around that? Or are you like, even if it's like, let's just say, again, big hypothetical me, if I were to like have a baby shower and, yeah. or whoever were to have a baby shower, are you, cause baby showers can be like, I, I don't know. I think baby showers are awkward. Like you have to play those games. Yeah. You have to like, like do the shape measure thing. Who cares? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being inconsiderate, but you have to guess a stupid stuff. So, <laughs> so um, when it comes to okay, so ba- baby showers, I'm not really a big fan of baby showers because I feel that it is, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I also feel that Baby, sh- I don't want to say it's a waste of time, but it's going to sound wrong with me, but I feel it's a waste of time. All right? If you are going to have a baby shower, now people say bring this, bring that, bring this, bring that as gifts. 95% of the time, no one brings nothing. So let's just put that one thing aside. It's a waste of my time. Secondly, <laughs> um, why am I celebrating you doing these funny things in life? I don't have time for that. If you had said, to, if you sent me an email saying, you are having a baby, donate 200 rand towards a college fund. I'll do that. Ah, that's a good idea. I don't, because people have baby showers, but no one has business showers. Rather support me by giving me money to start a business instead of <laughs> giving me money to have a baby. Yeah. I guess, I get it. So yeah. that's I, my view I, on that I thing. You know. That is such a, like, a, it's such a, uh, like, like a what's this sensitive subject because on the one hand like yeah. you want to support whoever's going to have a baby you want to like support and celebrate because it's a blessing maybe because we don't have kids i don't know if we had kids we would maybe speak differently about this but yeah i just feel like baby showers are super awkward <laughs> like if people just sit there and no one know what, knows what to do look so Okay, I understand what you mean about us not having kids and all those kind of things. My brother recently had a baby. Yeah. Right? And they had, so his wife had a baby shower, blah, blah, blah. Then that decide, right? The question that becomes baby shower is over. Baby is here. 
what have you done for that baby since the baby shower? Accumulated a lot of baby powder. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, since the birth of this child, what have you done for this child? Yeah. Because that nappies she has outgrown, those clothes she has outgrown, that baby powder is finished. Yeah. So for me as a boundary, I don't attend those type of events. I don't do baby showers. I don't do bachelor or bachelorette parties. I don't do anything that I don't feel comfortable with doing. Yeah. That boundary set. I know. I think it's amazing that you set that boundary, especially like that you said you don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable doing because I yeah. was like, you know, back in the day, like when I, when I was seeing someone and then they'd want to go to this friend's whatever. And I was like, I really don't yeah. do like, I'd always just like go and just like be there and, you know, support and stuff. But then yeah. I just realized I was like, you know what, I actually would rather spend time with myself. Like, I hope that you can respect that. And then I spend time with myself. Yeah, and yeah. The person goes and do, does their friend thing. And by the time we see each other again, we're both happy because you spend time with your friends, not having to worry if I'm okay. And I had time with myself. Mm-hmm. And like another yeah. weird boundary that I set for myself was, so <clears throat> Jace's here. So Jesses are very nice. They, it, yeah. it looks nice on people and I have some, but I don't have a lot. I'll, um, if I say I have five, that's probably exaggerating. So I always used to buy these Jesses and then I'd either not wear them or I'd take them back. I'd, or once um, I even bought a dress because someone thought that this dress was, was very nice for me and then I bought it. But mm-hmm. I recently set the boundary with myself that, I actually, because I don't feel comfortable with wearing dresses, I'm not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's such a relief. So, this is another part. I don't have to put myself in, in, in that mode of like, oh, I'm going to buy a dress so that I can look like this and look like that. Because I don't feel comfortable in it, so I'm not going to buy it. And it's just a relief. Yeah, there's also another another personal boundary that I've set is that my yes is my yes and my no is my no and my answer or my response to something does not need clarification or a definition or any sort of affirmation as to why I say yes or why I say If I said no, it's no. You don't I need to explain to, explain to you why I'm saying no. Because yeah. why must my answer come with terms and conditions applied? For what? What's, what's, what's the purpose? Yeah, that is, yeah, that is so big. I'm still working towards that. I am still working towards that. And I really hope that I can get to that point of just saying no. It's like, yeah. I just want to, I want to try it. And I'm sure it's going to feel so liberating just to say no. It, it's, it's like when you asked me during the lockdown, as each of the levels have gone down, you've always asked me, can they go for for a get together this weekend and i would say no and that would be the end of it yeah and i would just that stop it i'd still ask you every time yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, but it's like me that i'm not going to it's not that i'm being nasty you know that my no is my no and my yes is my yes and when i say yes i am going to be there 
Yeah, I knew that about you. You know? And, yeah. You know, and the more than one of my boundaries come into play. Because yeah. when I say yes and I am there because I value your time, like you must value my time. Yeah. And my yes was my yes. So, yeah. And so, like, just my last question, what, how, or what advice, or how would you suggest people that haven't set boundaries before, how do they go about setting boundaries now so that people don't say, oh, but last week I hugged you, or previously, like, you used to answer my email at nine o'clock all the time. Why now all of a sudden you don't? You used to come in at 6 a.m. Why don't you come in at 6 a.m. anymore? What type of like, uh, those are examples, but what, or even with like friends or family or whatever, if it's like, if they're only now starting to put that boundaries in their lives, how do you think that they should go about it? Well, I would, okay, so, Depending on the situation that they're in, if it's a home situation or a personal boundary that you have with your 5, 10, 15 close friends, right? Mm -hmm. It is fine to go on and explain to why you have sudden change in limitation or boundary that you have, right? When it comes to the working environment, there's a need to explain yourself when it comes to certain things because you coming into work two hours earlier, it's needed. My office hours is from eight to four. Yeah. You don't need to explain it. Yeah. It's you know like what I mean? The rules are you the work already. from yeah. eight to five. That is it. I'm not going to explain myself. I don't need to explain myself in that regard. You know, in case of emergency number is there, if it is an emergency, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to explain every single aspect of your life to people. If it is work, stick to the set out work rules. Yeah. This is left, this is right. End of the discussion. Yeah. When it comes to personal boundaries, you are your personal boundaries mainly go around people who you interact with on a regular basis. So it's fine to explain to, to your friends. Or I can explain to you in chaff. I do not like the fact that this is happening anymore. This is the reason why. You know? Because for a lot of people, they won't understand immediately, especially for your friends, because we, we are friends. Why can I not all of a sudden now? You know? Yeah. So, you know, like, for example, if, if, if I had COVID and I'm not coming to see you, I'm going to tell you I've got COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's at work, if it's at work and you have COVID, you're on sick leave, why would you bother me while I'm on sick leave? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's a great example of, that's an example of how you do not have to explain in the one situation, but you have to explain in the different one. Mm. Yeah, it really depends you know on I mean? the situation. Yeah. So it's based on the situation. And I would always say to people, you know, your, your feelings or your relatives or the people that you are close to, you need to explain things to them because they view you in a certain light and they view the, the friend circle in a different light. So if you interact with me 
in a particular way and you interact with Mahmuda in a different way, right? It's going to cause problems in the friendship. Mm. Yeah. But when it comes to work, I just don't do it in the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes makes a lot of sense, yeah. I definitely do think like with friends and family, you may have to give more context, especially if you like, if you are, like for example, when I stopped eating meat, I needed to explain. Mm -hmm. I needed, and I still explain myself all the time. Um, But to like, to my family and stuff like that. Um, one of my colleagues even asked me, yeah. like, like, for how long are you going to carry this on? I mean, I had to say, it's no, not for a how long thing. It's, it's a thing. So I don't think that they will ask me that question again. Because, yeah. It's, it's but now you see, mm-hmm. sorry to break. Yeah, sorry to break you just there. For example, you explain to your, to your mother why you no longer eat chicken biryani. Yeah. Right? Because your mother has always known you to eat chicken biryani, all the kind of things. To your colleagues, it's not important to them why you don't eat meat. Yeah. But let me they tell don't you, want to know. Let me, let me tell you, my family, like my mom, so I used to like love sausage mm-hmm. food so much. Like I would just like sit, I would just chill and then it will just pop in my mind and then I'd like, you know, one sausage food. And then... Yeah. So now, the first time now, so I told my mom, like, listen, like, I don't eat meat, whatever, whatever. And when you tell people that you don't eat meat, all they think is you eat, like, salad leaves and all of that. Um, so then, yeah. after, right after I told her that I don't eat meat, not even half an hour, she's like, oh, I made sausage. Do you want some sausage? And I actually I got upset. I actually got upset because I, I, I felt like I just explained my boundary of eating. And I was like, are, are you mm-hmm. serious? I, like, I just told you that I don't eat meat. Obviously, I said mom all the time. But it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just. And, and since like, like that time, I've had to almost like be more stronger about it. Because like with the halal thing, yeah, but the you should also is easy. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Like even today, someone's like, "Oh, you are halal." It's like easy for halal because it's based on religion. But the minute you like, yeah. it's not based, then it's more difficult. Yeah, but we should also remember, like, with the case of your mother, right? When you told her that day, and she made such food off an hour later, this thing was still all fresh and new to her. <laughs> so you were not supposed to get upset you know what I mean you're supposed to say okay cool I told her off an hour ago this is actually something new you know muscle memory told her make such food in Shafi's here. you know what I mean yeah 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 so that is like one thing and like I understand like when you come to the whole halal thing it is based on religion where all Muslims don't eat pork you know what I mean yeah oh but then I also explain to people that being allowed is not a pork-free diet. It is in the Quran. It says the it's stipulated there that this cannot happen. Yeah, you're right. It's not you know a I mean? but the eating, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's not just about, and you know, like I've said to people many times before, certain things is just assumed naturally because of like religion, mm. right? Mm. Other things get used to over time. Yes, you've set the boundary with your mother about the no meat thing, but remember she, for 25 years of your life, you ate meat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now you don't eat, you come to me today, you don't eat meat. I don't have tofu in my fridge. <laughs> you know? So I can't, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I know. I just feel bad. Yeah. So there's that also. Yeah. So now I'm not, don't feel bad. I'm just saying that is like a point of view because. I always believe that when, I, when, when it comes to, to, my, to, to my personal relationships, right? Like with friends and stuff like that. And I need to explain something to them. I must always look at it at the viewpoint of the person who is receiving this message. If I heard for the first time today, Inshaf does not eat meat. And here we are sitting at the spur. Problem number one, <laughs> we are at the wrong venue. <laughs> Not anymore, eh? Not anymore. Spur has a vegetarian stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like the other so, yeah. time. It's that too. <laughs> the other time it was, it was like someone's birthday. And then the first option, like now, maybe last yeah. week or whatever, the first option of restaurant or the first, yeah, restaurant that was on the option list was called The Butcher. And, yeah. and they had to change it. They had to change it because how, how, can, how can I possibly go to a place called The Butcher? <laughs> it's like... The Butcher. Yeah. But you know... <laughs> I, I get what you're saying in that sense, right? Like, I always... I, 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 don't know, I don't know if I've done this with you or not. Because me and you, we normally go to one place. Yeah. We've gone to three places where we've gone to, to three, right? Where we've eaten at. And it's always been halal places. Yeah. It has always been vegan food. Yeah. That we've had, right? But with my other Muslim friends, right? It, it has just become the norm that she chooses the place. Okay. In the discussion. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because, like, for me, I feel no, it is religiously important to her. Yeah. That the place is halal. Right? Um, and I've always said to everyone else that always goes with, or whoever goes with, I always said, look, Yana, there's nothing different to the meat itself that you are going to be consuming if it's chicken or beef or whatever. You know what I mean? The, the meat is exactly, the, it's exactly the same type of cow that you would have eaten if the cow was not, if the meat was not labeled halal. There is just a particular process involved yeah. when it comes to certifying meat halal and it not being certified halal. Yeah. Right? 
it is not as if the cow now ate her long grass. Because that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got an old antibiotic. Not to now make it look like a, Yeah, so I'm not to make it a joke out of it, you know? But I'm like, just trying to make him see that. The, the way it's this prepared. It's just not what it is. Yeah. Even like when I used to, when I used to eat like animals, um, and I'd order, if I go to places that are, that doesn't have the halal stamp on it. Um, and I, you know, I used to get a lot of this like on Instagram. Is this yeah. halal? Is this halal? Is it halal? Um, but for me, it was like, I am going to order yeah. something that they are going to have to make separately. They have to make this thing separately on a separate thing. Or I'll ask, is this thing made yeah. separately? Yeah. Whatever, I kind of think of something that I would order, but whatever it is, mm-hmm. like, and, and a lot of places, yeah. like, you go, um, you'll, like, I've asked at a lot of places that I've gone to, they've said, listen, we are not certified, but this thing is made, like, separately, and this is where we buy the meat from, and whatever. But, of course, like, wh- whoever, what, whatever people... Yeah. And that is like, your boundary. Yeah. And, and I'm not like, you know, saying anything wrong with people that only go to, like, you have to see a stamp. Like, yes, that, that, that stamp, it is like yeah. a relief. It, it does make you like not have to worry at anything and everything like that. Um, it, yeah. it really does make you feel comfortable. But for me now, I've added a more, a, a, another layer to that. It's not just about a stamp. Yeah. It's, but I'm not, but I'll, I'll eat at a restaurant yeah. that... Yeah, it does make animal products. Um, yeah, it's it's. You know, that's so funny that I'm that I'm working through. That was so funny that you mentioned that I had a friend who was, for lack of a better term, staunch Muslim. Yeah. I don't eat stuff that's not halal, but he ate Pringles and Maggie two minute noodles, and those things are not halal. Well, there's is, no halal stamp on it. Is Pringles not halal? So, what I've, I have not seen a halal stamp oh, on tins of Pringles, I right? I noticed that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've tried to inspect a Pringles tin and I didn't see a halal sticker on two of the tins. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see halal sticker on, I think it's Maggie two minute noodles. Or something. Oh. But that's besides the point. But what I mean is, but, that's, but what I mean is, he was so staunch in that the meat is halal. Yeah. He did not think about what about the other stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. not just meat; it's so it's other like things foods. as well. But yeah. That's like, just off the topic. Like this, this one. So at work, so someone is giving like away these bags of chips. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like a red, red and yellow packet. It's like, a, I don't know. I think it's a new, new brand of chips, whatever. And then, so someone, so the one colleague gave it to me and then the other colleague said, oh no, it's not halal. And then, and I, I've had these chips before, but then I took it and I was like looking at the packet. Obviously there was no sticker or stamp on it. And I tried to Google and I couldn't find anything. And 
yeah, I could, I just couldn't eat it. I didn't end up eating it. I ended up giving it away. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing that if you, I'm, and I don't want to judge anyone. I like, I'm the last person to judge. Um, but uh-huh. I get what you're saying. Like if it's, if you are so serious about something, then carry it fully. Yeah. But ugh, people must live their lives. They yeah. want to live their life. I'm really like on the yeah, let them do what they please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. I think we yeah. covered so, so much. Um, I really, really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was so, so much fun. I'm definitely going to have him again on the podcast to discuss more exciting topics. Please, if you enjoyed this ep- episode, please give it a rate and review, screenshot it, share it on your social media and let us know what you think. Until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Oh.